Hey, everybody, this is Ricky D, and you're listening to Best Flicks with Ricky D. I'm here this week to talk about The Many Saints of Newark, The Sopranos Story, and I'm going to be completely transparent right now. This is my second time. This is our second time recording this podcast. I've got Ryan Archuleta here. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good tonight. How are you? I'm doing good. I am excited for this. Uh, I felt like the first time we recorded this podcast, I wasn't quite bringing everything I had to it. So I wanted to thank you for being willing to do a re-recording of this, letting me get some notes together and make Best Flicks the best podcast it oh, can be. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I love um, you know good content, and I like to put out put out the best that we can for sure right and worst case scenario we get to hang out for 45 more minutes and talk about <laughs> the sopranos which is yeah. one of the our favorite things so right <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh so we are going to be talking about the many saints of newark that is on hbo max and in theaters uh it just came out october 1st uh it'll be on hbo max through the 29th i believe and then after a few weeks of running through theaters, it'll be back. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk to is some of our favorite characters. We already fell in love with so many of these characters during The Sopranos. And we got to see some of them come back. Well, maybe not come back, but uh, we got to see the the origin of some of these characters. So how about some of the characters in Many Saints in Newark that also were in Sopranos? Who did you like getting to see again? definitely sill yeah Syl he's is, right sill is such an interesting like just the way he walks like yeah it's just a specific specific or specific walk i guess <laughs> yeah he like he kind of saunters towards you really slow he moves his shoulders back and forth yeah it's a lot in the shoulders uh, uh also his hair <laughs> uh yeah okay i'm glad you brought that up because I can't believe I never noticed that Silvio had a hairpiece. Yeah. Like no. seeing it in the many saints in Newark, it's funny. And then I turn on the Sopranos later that night and I go, Oh my God, I should have known that was fake. Right. That makes sense. Cause his hair is so perfect throughout it's the whole show. It's it, immaculate. Like <laughs> it, looks, uh, it reminds me of snake from the Simpsons. Oh, not familiar. Oh, he's the guy. Uh, he's like the guy that has the cool car and, uh, oh yeah, kind of the, you're talking about now. There's yeah. like a there's a Halloween episode of The Simpsons where his hair comes off, and oh. it starts like when it gets onto somebody, it uh, he it takes them over. I think Homer ends up wearing Snake's hair at some point. So it's a toupee. It's it's a piece. Yes, that exactly. Snake is wearing. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. yeah so so Sill is definitely up there. Um, and then. God, there's so many good ones. Oh, we got to see Big Pussy again. He wasn't a huge part of it, but he man, he's he dies in the second season, but he feels like such an important part of the entire show. He does. Well, you know, he appears. He was there for like Big Pussy. Just... Oh, sorry. You cut out there for a second. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, he does come back for uh, he appears in Livia's funeral. Like he shows up as a ghost in the mirror. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I saw him later. Like Polly came home, and then um, he Pussy was cooking dinner in his kitchen or something. Mm -hmm. um, he shows up as a spirit or you know manifestation of their their minds. Yeah, later in the episodes. And that's something I want to get into is the the supernatural that goes on in the the Sopranos. It's subtle, but I really I think it's provable. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then also to your point of um, Pussy seeming like he's in the whole show, like, because we watched it once through all the way. Mm -hmm. And then the second time that I've been watching it, I've been waiting for Pussy to die. It seems like forever. Like, it, it did seem like he was in the whole show. And I was just like, wait, when is he going to die? Like, <laughs> he yeah. Just, he just die eventually. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. Uh, another favorite person I liked, uh, Livia. I don't know if I love or I hate Tony Soprano's mom's character, but she is so wild and her mood swings and everything is just, 
explosive. I love watching the character of Livia Soprano, and it was fun seeing her younger. Yeah, I liked her more in the movie for sure. But really? That's because... Well, well that's like because a you ball. don't get to see how crazy she gets throughout right. like six seasons or not six seasons when she die i think around season four spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> uh season four okay yeah but um you don't get to see so many of the sick like kind of uh manipulative things that she does throughout the show yeah i one part that really sticks out to me that was kind of small is there's one time where tony is visiting her and she's pretending to be crazy this is shortly after uh she and junior put a hit on tony but she's acting like she doesn't un- she can't understand what's right in front of her mm-hmm. and tony's getting angry and he's knocking things around and he finally storms out of her door and he trips and his gun falls out of his uh uh out of his waistband or wherever he's holding mm-hmm. his gun and livia starts laughing at him like she knew she she's very lucid she just yeah. watched her son fall on his face and throw a gun around or you know throw a gun across the floor and that's not very becoming for a gangster yeah, it should yeah. be much smoother his gun shouldn't be rolling around and she's <laughs> right. just laughing in his face it's like uh you're not as crazy as you're pretending to be lady oh yeah yeah when she forgets to like she pretends to forget who meadow is yeah yeah and um that was another uh when she's at the hospital would she have a stroke or something or a heart attack or she went to the um, hospital for something. I can never and... get everybody's always in the hospital. Everybody's at like, funerals <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> but, you know, Tony's talking to her while they're wheeling her away. And oh, like, and he's like, he's confronting her, her about. Yeah, he's getting her face. And she, that was one of the most more heartfelt, heartfelt moments for me was like Tony almost coming to realization that his mom like put a hit out on him like he was yelling like she's smiling she's smiling son of a bitch like (laughs) like it was um yeah i really felt for tony in Mm -hmm. in that moment and it's so weird that you can feel bad for this this larger than life gangster you know that was one of the subjects i wanted to touch on is how good of a villain he is he's just one of those likable villains or you want to root for him and that's really, I've heard, you know, what makes a good villain in a movie mm-hmm. is that you want to like him. You know, yeah. like, uh, like Thanos almost. I don't, oh, I know okay. you're not much of a Marvel yeah. fan, but, you know, he wanted to basically destroy half the Earth and then, like, half of humanity to make it better. You know? Okay. And it's, like, hard to argue with, like, that logic of, you know, if there weren't so many humans on this Earth, it would probably be better. Yeah. Pollution oh, and everything. I, uh, <laughs> I, you're talking to somebody who is pro-extinction. <laughs> yeah. We need a mass extinction that. to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So he's he's uh, one of the better villains that I've I've seen in a show for sure. And speaking of Tony and his kind of lovableness, uh, one of the things that like really gets me on Tony's side is the way he likes to treat animals. Oh, I love that too. I mean, like, he's such a, he's such a, it seems like in certain shots, he's such a lion sometimes just the way he looks at people mm-hmm. and he has this power about him, but then to see the soft side on him of right. the ducks and the horse. He swims around with the ducks, uh, like you said, Pyomai, the horse. Uh, there's that one episode where he meets his father's Guma, and he finds a picture of their dog. Mm. And it turns out that uh, Tony's father gave Tony's dad or gave Tony's dog to his Guma and her son. Oh, that's right. I kind of remember that. Was it a Labrador? Because in the movie, I just watched like a part of the movie um and they were he was out in the front yard throwing the stick around oh, with I his remember family that. dog mm-hmm. um so maybe it was that dog that they gave away it probably mm-hmm. was probably interesting uh there's so many callbacks or nods to the show and a lot of movie. subtle ones too like the dog 
Yeah. That, that's extremely subtle. Um, also, the necklace that Tony wears is also the necklace he wears throughout the series. I like didn't notice. What is it? Gold necklace with like a circle medallion on it. Um, yeah, you can't see it up close, but it's definitely the same one. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what other characters from Many Saints in Newark did you like getting to see again? Uh, you know, honestly, it was just really cool to see all of them because mm-hmm. you have this weird, you, you have this attachment to the show and the characters in the show and to see them portrayed correctly or, right. you know, in a, in a more accurate manner is, um, it's kind of cool to see. So it's just cool to see all of the characters in this show. <laughs> really. Yeah. I also liked some of the, like the subtle things that made you realize, okay, this guy in many saints of Newark is the same as this guy in the Sopranos, mm-hmm. like uncle junior. He had those same giant eyeglasses. Yep. Yep. Like he, when he's 50 years old, he's wearing the same glasses as when he's 90 years old. Yeah. And you know, those, for for Uncle Junior, it was the way he spoke. He spoke in a very unique way, and you could just very you could hear it in the the actor that's portraying him and his tone and everything. It's just the he, accent. He's very sharp. Yeah, yeah, especially especially when he fell in the movie and he broke his your back. mother's cunt. Yeah, yeah, his sister's cunt. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, that that was the like I was I might have been looking at my phone or something and then that made me look up and i was just like oh my god this sounded exactly like junior <laughs> oh, don't laugh or he'll put a hit on you <laughs> oh yeah that was another thing it's just like how petty junior is and you don't i don't think i realized that until the movie yeah yeah he tried to have dicky well, spoiler alert <laughs> he tried to have dicky killed because he laughed at him when he fell yeah i I laugh at people when they fall all the time. Like that's that's one of the sweet joys in life is watching somebody fall down. Yeah, and you really saw it in, um, in Junior's face when he fell, and Dickie came up to try and help him up. And he was still laughing. Yeah, and he was. He, he saw it in his face the kind of like resentment that he had towards him for laughing at him falling, and mm-hmm. then um, and then later in the movie, uh, Junior and his wife or Guma or um trying to have sex and they, yeah uh, he just gets up out of frustration uh and he blames dicky he's like oh fucking dicky multisanti <laughs> right because his back still hurts so he can't make love to his guma yeah and even but, his guma didn't he was like it's not dicky's fault <laughs> as we learned in the sopranos there's a lot that happens during the sexual process that uh uncle junior enjoys so his back may be hurting, but he can still go down on his ladies. <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> didn't didn't he try to have somebody killed for that too? For spreading uh, the rumor that he liked going down on women? I swear sure, he tried almost, to have somebody killed over I'm that. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I'm sure. That's I mean it's junior, so right. He'll have somebody killed for anything. <laughs> Those are such great plot lines. Uh like just a weird rumor going around, like Junior goes down on uh his women. Which is this weird toxic masculinity? Yeah, yeah like yeah. you, you're actually you're making fun of this guy, and you're actually judging him because yeah. of the sexual act that he does <laughs> with his partner, which is fairly vanilla. Yeah, yeah. There's a point in The Sopranos where he, uh, Tony's talking to Carmela, and he's like, "Yeah, we got the new bushwhack of uh, Kalahari here." <laughs> Yo, it smell like tuna in here. Yeah, they give him such a hard time for it. The bust, um, oh god, everybody busting balls on everybody. It's kind of, it reminds me of growing up really with so many cousins. Yeah, and definitely. Just, and family is just, it, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, another one of those moments that was really interesting in The Sopranos was when they were making fun of Jeannie Sack. Uh, she was the overweight wife of Johnny Sack. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Johnny Sac Sacrioni, I don't know. Um but, you know, they make fun of her for her weight, you know, Jeannie's got to have a 90-pound mole removed from her ass. <laughs> and he had people killed over it. 
He loved oh, yeah. his wife so much that he had people killed over these jokes they're having at the card games. And not, not only those extremes, but somebody will make a joke at the card games and they'll get just the crap kicked out of them. Oh, yeah. And then and then he caught her in the basement. He came home early and she's eaten from a basket of goodies like Gollum. Right. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> secretively. Right. So then, oh, that's such a good storyline. They're all so good. And oh, that's it's such a, it's a sensitive storyline, that one, but they still handled it very well. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So back to Many Saints of Newark. Uh, did you have any favorite scenes? Did you, anything that stuck out that was really fun to watch or maybe memorable, that kind of thing? I mean, all the murders were pretty memorable. <laughs> um, you know, I was kind of surprised. Another spoiler um, coming up is uh, Dickie Mult- Multisanti when he killed his dad in the car. Yeah, uh, that was, was brutal. And he kind of seemed like he didn't want to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like he, like he freaked out and had this aggressive outburst, but it wasn't his intent to murder his right. father. Yeah, I mean, he was just slamming his head against that steering wheel, which I was just like, God, he must have hit him in the head like fifteen times, and I was like, that can kill a person. Like, how hard was he hitting him against that steering wheel? It's an old American car; those things. <laughs> That's are... true. It's probably iron inside of that steering wheel. Right, you trip near one, and it's gonna crush you. <laughs> um, but yeah, the murder scenes. Um. There was also that brutal scene near the end. Uh, they took, God, I can't remember any of the names. Uh, the black gangster, those uh, Harold, the other Harold, and they put that drill with the giant drill bit in his mouth. Oh yeah, that was pretty memorable. Yeah, that was. And he you... also did exactly what I would have done in that situation. Like if I had gotten my teeth drilled the first time, and then they gave the order to drill my teeth a second time. I would have definitely struggled super hard to get away. And yeah. the worst case scenario, they shoot me dead and I don't have to go through torture, you know? Right. And that scene, I, it remi- it's like the brutality reminds me of uh, like American, oh my God, American History X, the curb stomp scene. Mm-hmm. And like, like, that's just over the top brutality. And I don't think they had much of that in The Sopranos. Like people... No, it was like there's shootings and that kind of thing, but not anything that viscerally violent. The most violent they got was like it's crazy how many shots they put into a body. Yeah. Like they'll just unload the entire clip. It almost seems like they just put another clip in and start shooting the body. <laughs> uh another great scene if we're gonna talk about Dickie killing people. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, there was a scene where he killed his guma slash his mother-in-law. So uh, Dickie, <laughs> uh, Dickie's father, Hollywood Dick, comes back from Italy and he's got this new guma with him, uh, Gia Sapina. And Dickie is immediately in love with the woman. And so once old or once Hollywood Dick is killed, then Dickie Moltisanti moves in and takes his mother-in-law as a guma, which is ridiculous, but also somehow bizarrely Italian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it makes a little bit too much sense, especially with all the mother issues that we're dealing with in the mm. Sopranos universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later on, after they're dating for a little while, he like, he buys her a business. He's renting her this nice beach house. And it seems like they're having the time of their life. Until she drops the wrong type of information, and then he's out there drowning her in the surf. It's such a, it's such a, uh, it's like we're going one direction, then we take a hard left. Oh yeah, they're just in love and they're planning their life, and then it's over. Yep, yeah, that was one of those surprise moments for me too, where I was like, oh my god, like I just didn't expect him to just drowned his wife in the ocean like that yeah (laughs) and part of me wonders if like he was just doing it to scare her for a little bit because like a a tidal wave came in 
Mm-hmm. And th- I don't know if that like. <sighs> I mean, well, just probably. like with his father, it it's hard to tell what his right. intent was at the beginning. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. And then it just seemed like he was in shock afterwards, which he probably was. Mm-hmm. He's probably just one of those people that just sees red and then it's just over. And then he's like, oh, I got to deal with whatever. Right I now I got to hide a body. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Chop off the hands, get the head, chuck the corpse. Is that a typical thing? Because I noticed they like, I noticed in The Sopranos, they're always chopping off heads and burying them in like bags. It makes sense. I don't have any personal experience. Right, for identification reasons. Right, all of the facial features and then the fingerprints. And after that, you might be able to like tell who it is, but then it'd be really hard to prove. Right, back then at least, Mm -hmm. for sure, yeah. Like, I might be able to recognize my brother minus his hands and his head. Right. But if we can't prove it, tattoos, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. That was uh. That was probably the. I mean, that one in Junior Falling was the one that made me just go like, "Oh!" Like out loud. <laughs> like, yeah. This just surprised me. I was like, "Oh my god." Uh. Well, for me just kind of connecting the Sopranos and many saints of Newark. Uh, I remember at one point, Tony is in therapy and he's trying to describe what type of people his parents were. Uh, And Tony is talking to Dr. Melfi and talking about this time where uh, Tony's parents and then Dickie and Giuseppina were in a car. They're driving down the coast together. And Tony's mom, Livia is just bop, 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 just talking and nagging and being kind of horrible and tony's dad takes a gun and he fires it off right in her beehive (laughs) like just millimeters away from her skull which is her hair right right okay (laughs) and then she like looks at uh tony's dad at johnny and he's he's just like what like <laughs> right, yeah all, all of the hardcore gangsters think it's hilarious yeah. like uh dicky thought it was funny tony thinks it's funny i'm sure they tell the story at poker and everybody laughs all the time but dr melfi who is aware of what just like horribly chaotic just she's aware of all of the intricacies that make this not funny mm. like a man shooting his gun off at his wife is horrifying but all the gangsters just think it's hilarious yeah i'm wondering i was wondering how tony knew about that story like if his dad told him because he wasn't there yeah i bet dickie told him oh probably because they were pretty close close. yeah for sure yeah he was the father figure he needed or wanted (laughs) not needed You can't uh, say uh, somebody who drowns somebody is somebody a father figure that you need. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I did like seeing Tony's like first little taste of mobster mentality. Uh, he did when he was uh, like child Tony at the beginning of the movie. He was running numbers and like he was taking mm. bets to see how many people were going to be absent that day. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's kind of like low-level gangster activity oh yeah and later on he is he steals that ice cream truck mm-hmm. and i think he did that with richie april was that richie i think so uh, the uh one that i think janice dated and janice yeah janice dated with everybody april. yes she did god damn <laughs> and somehow she was worse than all of those gangsters she was she was pretty bad I mean, a vile human. She also just I know, a lot like her mom. She just like fed on the drama, and she just like amplified it by like ten times. Yes, like, she did. There was a time in the Sopranos where like she got in a fight with the soccer mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she fucking killed Rich or uh, what, what was her her husband? Richie. Oh, she shot Richie in the chest. No, it wasn't Richie because Richie was the guy from the Matrix, right? No, that's uh, uh Ralphie. Oh, Ralphie. Okay. 
So yeah, she shot she shot Ralphie. She shot Richie as well. Yeah, she shot Richie like right at the kitchen table. I remember that. And Ralphie, I think Tony killed Ralphie because he killed Piomai. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got in a fight and he sprayed like raid, like yeah. a killer in his fucking eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yep. That was the first time I noticed that they buried heads like alone. Like mm-hmm. they decapitated them and they put it in like a bag and they were burying it. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He called Chris over to help him. Chrissy. Christopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my, there was a quote in the, that in the, the series where Tony is talking to Richie and Richie's like, or Tony's like, you know, I'm, why my sister? Like, wh- wh- why are you dating my sister? And he's like, well, you know, I've been thinking about it for like 10 years because he was in the prison. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you've been thinking about <laughs> thinking about her for 10 years? There's better looking men in the can than my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh. I don't even remember where we were just now. Um, let's start off. Well, we hit. Yeah. Livy and Junior. So let's. Uh, Ray Liotta has two characters. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yes, I agree. Ray Liotta played Hollywood Dick Moltisanti, which was Dickie's father. He's the one that brought Gia Sapina back uh, to America. Which is. Um, Christopher Moltisanti's dad. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, as pretty much as soon as we see Dicky Moltisanti kill his father, Hollywood Dick, played by Ray Liotta, we then go to a prison scene where they're in like the kind of meeting area at a prison, and Ray Liotta is back right after we watched him get murdered. <laughs> He's playing uh, like Hollywood Dick's brother, who's twin brother, of course who's been in jail and Dickie now goes to see him and starts to build up a relationship with him, which he wasn't able to do when his father was alive, which was very confusing. I, I can't recall a time before they showed his twin brother that they mentioned a twin brother. I don't think so either. Even in the Sopranos, I don't remember. Yeah. Talk about uh, like a twin, a twin brother, which would be Chris's grandfather. Or Chris's uncle. Yes. Yep. 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 Thank yeah. you. Um. So yeah, it's just super odd to see him die immediately and then immediately show back up. But it was interesting because I felt like when we first saw him as at Ray Liotta as uh, Dick Hollywood, mm-hmm. like he seemed much older than he was as the character in prison. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like Maybe a... uh, prison is treating him well. Like he's <laughs> yeah. working out and getting good food, and yeah, he's just reading all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, there, because it was almost a shock to see Ray Liotta so old. Because the last movie I saw him in was uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a shock to see Ray Liotta at all because he's got two uh, acting jobs in this movie. And I don't know if he's had two acting jobs in the past decade. <laughs> the only thing I could think of him from is the Chantix commercials, which is like an anti-smoking drug. You know, I think we saw him randomly in, um... oh, shoot. What is that? What is that uh, show called? Uh, um... I was hoping it was like a back alley in some dirty towns where you last saw him. <laughs> There's a show. Oh shoot, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Oh, uh, Modern Family. It. Modern Family. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, Ray I, Liotta. I should have known that. I should have been able to pull that out. <laughs> he showed. I think he showed up in an episode of that because they were doing like a Hollywood tour of like the houses or something, mm-hmm. and like somebody was uh, Ray Liotta was out like cleaning his driveway or something and they the kids didn't even know who he was yeah (laughs) so old (laughs) Uh. it's it's just it's especially funny because 
Ray Liotta seems like he kind of got passed over by Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese tends to use the same actors uh, like uh, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sorry, I'm getting a little dehydrated. Uh, He'll use them for 10, 15, 20 movies. He just uses them over and over and over again. Uh, God. Who's played? Give me your shine box. Oh, uh, I think he was also the same my... guy in The Sopranos. No. Oh. Um. Okay. But I'm trying to remember his name. He was also in uh, My Cousin Vinny. Oh, are you talking about Joe Pesci? Yes, Joe yeah. Pesci. He used for multiple movies. Wasn't the guy and... that said, "Get your shine box in The Sopranos"? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you're right. It's Phil Leotardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. How about all that crossover? <laughs> yeah. You know, apparently the guy that plays Christopher Moltisanti is in Goodfellas somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we also discovered he was in an episode of The Office. Oh, when yeah. We that's did our right. first episode of this. <laughs> I have to rewatch that because uh, you said he was like uh, Steve Carell's sensei or something like Dwight. Dwight's. That's right. Yeah. And he has really long hair. It's very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> so, oh, oh, go ahead. Can we talk about how uh, um, James Gandolfini's kid is playing um, young, young Tony? Tony. Yeah. yeah. Michael Gandolfini. Yeah, very cool. Uh, you actually told me about that. I can't believe that somehow got past me, but uh, very cool. He was able to kind of get some of Tony's mannerisms in and it, For sure. he worked. He did a good part. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can see the relation in their eyes and the mannerisms that he had were on point. Like, you know, Tony, like, flicks his nose a lot or something, like the underside of his nose. Mm -hmm. And um, in the way Tony, Tony has a unique lisp or something about the way he talks. And uh, he, he nailed that, too, for sure. And the rest of the characters. Uh, the play, the the character, uh, the actors and actresses that played all the other characters, Livia Junior and Silvio, mm-hmm. Polly, they all nailed their their part for sure. And Carmela, oh yeah, she yeah. was very briefly in there, but you could see she looked like a young Carmela. She was like had extra makeup on, and you know she's she's obviously. The Carmella that we know is a little more buttoned down and conservative and older, but you see this kind of like young Guidette Carmella. It's yeah, like, oh, that like gets the, perfect. She's got like Tony's Letterman jacket on and stuff or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was really interesting to see her. It was cool. So I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the supernatural in the Sopranos, uh, there are little instances of basically it's saying that supernatural does exist in this world. Uh, sometimes movies will do that where it's like right in your face, like Buffy, the vampire slayer, like, yeah, it's supernatural. It's right here. Or there'll be something like modern family that we mentioned where, you know, maybe some characters attend church or they kind of identify as Christian characters. We don't have any real confirmation that any mysticism exists in those worlds. But uh, one of the first lines uttered in the many saints of Newark is Christopher, he is doing a narration, and he talks about how Tony killed him. Well, the ghost of Christopher would not know that unless there was some kind of supernatural involved. Uh, There's also Polly. He mentions that he's dragging a pack of ghouls around with him, and at one point he even sees uh, Big Pussy following him. And there's even little things like after Christopher dies, a cat shows up in their little um, warehouse hideout thing. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, yeah, well, when a new cat or when a cat appears, that's the spirit of somebody that's recently passed. Right. And somebody kind of makes the joke that it's Christopher. Mm-hmm. And this cat ends up like mad dogging Polly. Oh, Christopher hated Polly. Yeah. And this cat just follows Polly around and is always staring at him and torturing him. So there's, I think that's, those are really cool small little things that they weave a story yeah for sure you know it's interesting in the movie when 
Tony is, um, you know, actually Dickie's holding his son Christopher, uh, you know, when the family's around, and he goes to oh, mm-hmm. hand him to Tony, and the you know, Christopher starts crying, and Tony's like, you know, this happens every time I'm over here with Christopher, and um, I don't remember who the character was that said it. It was an older lady at the dinner mm-hmm. table, but she was like, you know, sometimes babies bring back stuff from like the other side right and they know things maybe that baby knew that the person kind of doing the gucci goo is maybe gonna kill him later yeah yeah for sure it was uh it was a weird foreshadowing you know Mm -hmm. it was a cool one though and actually um you know the movie starts off with christopher basically narrating kind of how he dies on the highway or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, you know, that's the man I went to hell for. Right, yeah. He actually says that in the series, too. Really? He's he's talking to Adriana, and he goes, you know, that's the man I'm going to go to hell for, my uncle, Uh, Tony Soprano. mm Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was very eerie. Interesting. Man, this is such a good show. I could talk about The Sopranos forever. Oh, the Sopranos is so good. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Furio for a minute. Oh yeah, Furio. Okay. Uh, is is there any better character than Furio? He's this like real Sicilian gangster. Yeah. Uh, he's totally unflappable. He can do amazing things to women. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good at that. Like I'm pretty sure. Uh, when he danced with Carmela, she, I, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she was just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it was funny when you uh, we were texting back and forth that night about the show, and as soon as you brought that up, uh, that, that scene came up where she's dancing with that real Italian music going on in the background, mm-hmm. and you remember she's Tony's trying to make love to her after that after that um dance and then and meadow is playing that music in her room and she just can't like <laughs> get her mind around that tony's making love to her instead of I furio totally missed that oh that went yeah. right past me that's great <laughs> yeah uh furio furio is good he's also uh he's also can... one of the people that probably just wouldn't sleep with your wife in that show oh you're right you know, because he, he straight moved back to Sicilia or Sicily, Sicilia, <laughs> Sicily. Yeah, instead to of trying avoid, to be tempted. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. He, like you can send him to go kill somebody, and he'll do it no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. If you need to intimidate somebody, he's there intimidating them. But so he's willing to do all these like very horrible things, but there's something sacred about these relationships oh yeah and furio's just like i can't do it as much as i want to as much as she wants to did they ever kiss they didn't ever right or did they i can't remember i think carmella tried to kiss him and he kind of turned it down oh okay okay but uh my favorite furio line is when Tony and Fury are intimidating that guy at the golf course. Uh, I think he's not paying he's not paying his debt and they just keep like marching towards him until he like goes back into a water feature. Like he's almost in the lake and Fury just smacks the hat off of his head. You gotta be on your at Isn't Tony Tony's trying to give him a golf club or something? Or is that later? I think that's later. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Fury was a good character. Uh, kind of said he wasn't in it longer, you know? You yeah, I agree. More of him. And what a name, Furio. Oh, I know, right? Like, he's clearly the Casanova of <laughs> all of Italy. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Furio's great. Uh, I am running low on topics for this. Is there anything else? Do you have any more notes we want to look at? Anything like that? Um, let's see. Supernaturals, Fated Deaths. Um, God, I just want to talk like Polly is such a such a big character in the Sopranos, and I feel like he is such so much of the comic relief in that show. Yeah. 
he says just some outlandish stuff. Like, there's a scene where him, like, uh, National Geographic's on in the office, and mm-hmm. him and Tony are watching a documentary on snakes. And he's like, he's like, you know, snakes can reproduce by themselves. That's why you call somebody a snake when you can't trust them. <laughs> you know, snakes can reproduce spontaneously. <laughs> what? And then t- Tony's like, well, don't you think the snake thing came from Adam and Eve when the snake tempted Adam or Eve to bite the apple? <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> That's why you call someone a snake that you can't trust because they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> they do such a good job of like they make these really deep, really stupid characters. Yeah. Like these are just dumb Italian guys from the neighborhood, barely graduated college or barely graduated high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're so they're so successful that they believe that they're so smart and powerful. There's a whole bunch of lines like uh, at one point Chrissy is talking about. Uh, somebody like undermining the mob. He's like, I think they're trying to sow dysentery into the ranks <laughs> instead of sow dissent. Yeah. <laughs> and they just use the wrong words all the time. And it's it's so beautiful. You know, it, it yeah, it reminds me a lot of, um, oh, what's his name from Parks and Recreation? Um, uh, Andy Dwyer, maybe? Yeah, Andy, Andy Dwyer. He just uses the wrong words, the wrong moments. It just has the, like the wrong meaning to it or something. It's it's a good way to write like a doofus dude character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh, and Polly, you mentioned Polly. Uh I was reading about Polly's hair. Mm, yeah. So he has those silver wings that mm-hmm. go back in his hair. And to my understanding, the actor that plays Polly did his own hair and makeup. And those wings, if you look at them in season one, they're like, they barely cover up his sideburns. Mm-hmm. And as the show goes on, he keeps making these uh, wings crazier and crazier till they're like all the way up the side of his head. And yeah. they go back like several <laughs> inches. They almost wrap around the back of his head. Yeah, his hair's crazy. <laughs> uh, there was especially the Pine Barrens episode where they're lost out in the woods. And, uh, you know, there's, they can't sleep. That Polly loses his shoe. That's one of my favorite episodes. Definitely, but he's like he's screwing his hair up, and it just it makes those wings look even crazier. <laughs> That's got one of my favorite quotes in it. Um, <laughs> uh, Polly's like, "This guy killed sixteen Czechoslovakians," <laughs> and Polly he was like, uh, "Polly goes, he was an interior decorator," <laughs> and uh, Chris goes, "Really." His house looked like shit. <laughs> it was so funny. And then Polly with the poison ivy. Do you remember the episode where he walked into that the poison ivy bush? Yeah. And he's he's just getting it. oh who are, they're chasing somebody again in the woods. But God, that's so funny. And then um it's so funny when somebody does something inappropriate. Like there's that scene where that little kid, um, is is it Bobby that's dressed up as Santa for her for Christmas? Yes. And so that little kid is trying to sit on his lap twice, and Bobby calls him out on it. <laughs> yeah. And that that little kid is like, "Yeah, you go fuck yourself, Santa." <laughs> and, and, whoa, and, whoa! Yeah, everybody in the room. Whoa! <laughs> Every time oh! somebody does something out of line, it's it's always that whoa. <laughs> Uh, and how about uh, Bobby Bump and Sarah with his train hat? Oh, yeah. When he's playing with his <laughs> stupid model trains. He's trying to get his, like, teenage son to play with him in the garage. He's like, what should we do next? He's like, I'm going to go hang out at the mall with my friend. <laughs> and then Tony comes by and he's wearing that hat. And he's like, he's super embarrassed, but he can't take it off because that'll show his embarrassment. And then Janet comes by after they have this big altercation and goes, I never told you to wear this stupid fucking hat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Polly's uh Polly's definitely that comedic relief in that show for sure. Mm-hmm. And then also Sill's got that like permanent De Niro face. Yes. He's, he's always contorting. Yeah, yeah. 
But he's always the calmest, I feel like, in the show. Like he's, I could agree. Yeah. He's the calmest. He's, you know, he's always talking to Tony on the sidelines, like, you know, this is there's that time that Tony's sitting in the office and he's reading a magazine or he's trying to read a magazine and he can feel still like sitting next to him. <laughs> and he's like, just fucking say it already. Like, <laughs> But except for one time I saw in the show, we're still losing his temperament on. um, I don't know the kid's name. It might be Jackie. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, they're at a poker game. And the kid's trying to sweep cheese crumbs out from underneath <laughs> Sill's chair. Yeah. And Sill freaks out on him. He's, he's like, you know, uh, maybe, oh! I li- maybe I like cheese at my feet. It's like I put fucking Parmesan in my fucking socks in the morning. So it smells like his sister's crotch. <laughs> All of the characters are just so horrible and so good and so lovable and hateable. There's, yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh, another one of my favorite ones was um, when Tony was telling Janice about Ralphie's death, um, or or like where they buried him. Uh-huh. And t- <laughs> I put him under his favorite tree or something <laughs> like that. Tony's like, he's like, no, we we buried him out on a hill. He's like, overlooks a, a river. There's pine cones everywhere. And James oh, is like, Tony, oh, really? Oh. He's like, no, what the fuck are you mad at? Like, <laughs> so funny to me. And Tony just loves to just push the buttons on his sister. There's that one episode where they're all sitting down at dinner. She's with Bobby at the time. And um, she's <laughs> he brings up her other son uh, oh. in Canada. And he's like, what the f- what what do you think is a Canadian for as uh, I grew up without a mother? <laughs> you know, he's just and then she goes and tries to stab him with that fork. Yeah. There's there's so many little like <laughs> Tony's just such a such a smart aleck and mm-hmm. asshole. <laughs> oh. Um are you watching the Sopranos again? Uh I am. I'm finishing it up. I uh, about two weeks ago when I heard Many Saints of Newark was coming out, I put it back on and I'm, I tried to get through as much as possible. I think I am about middle of season five right now, which is pretty close. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm around the same. I just got past where like Vito was caught being gay. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> they caught him at the club wearing that motorcycle outfit. Yeah, that episode has some of the worst CGI in move, in television history. <laughs> There's that scene where they're like just talking in front of the dumpsters. I think Vito's giving him the two tickets to the uh-huh. baseball game, and it the CGI behind him it looks like Star Wars Episode Two <laughs> when it was just like the whole movie was filmed with green screen. Interesting. <laughs> so, do you recommend the Many Saints of Newark? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, especially for Sprans fan, it's got all of your favorite characters. Um, not all of them are in the whole movie. Um, but you do get to see them uh occasionally and they're just on point. I agree. If if you're not a Sopranos fan, it's a good movie. It's worth watching, it's definitely fun. If you love the Sopranos, it's an important part of the show. It's an important part of the entire Sopranos experience. Yeah, it's a must watch. Um, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, is there, it sounds like we're getting pretty close to the end here. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about that you can think of? Oh, um, let's see here. I can't really. Yeah, we talked about our favorite deaths, our favorite episodes. We talked about Furio. Uh, we talked a whole bunch about some important plot lines in the movie. We spoiled it as much as we could. Yep, yep, we sure <laughs> did. Um, yeah, I'd recommend, I recommend the movie. I recommend the show. I mean, obviously now you can just catch the prequel before starting in the show and you got some awesome backstory. That's true. Uh, you have an experience, you have an opportunity to experience the Sopranos the way most of the rest of us haven't. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, everybody go watch the many saints of Newark.
It's on HBO Max currently, and it's also in theaters, if you're lucky enough to have movie theaters open near you. But I am Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Uh, I am Ryan. Um, Where can we find you? Twitter, Instagram, that kind of thing? You can find me at Twitter, Instagram. I'm new to Twitter. Uh, I have no idea how it works yet. All right. uh, but you can find me at Twitter at uh, AlvaFox, uh, um, Alva underscore Fox, or Instagram at AlvaFox. Um, I'm a visual artist. I do a lot of uh, artwork involving movies. Uh, I do a lot of fan art. And you're participating in Inktober right now, aren't you? Oh, yes. Uh, so right now is a busy month for me. Every day is a new drawing. Um, for me, I'm doing it digitally because I'm running out of wall space. Um, but um, every day is a new drawing. Uh, every day has a new prompt word that I have to come up with a new drawing for. Um, but yeah, you can find my artwork there on Instagram or on Twitter. That is awesome. I love the idea of Inktober and just, you know, it, it pushes you into doing it all the time. It puts you into this weird manic mode where you just have to create art and it just it gets you moving oh yeah for sure um I, you know i've done it for like three or four years um uh, now and i know i have a hard time keeping up with it so i actually started like a month ago <laughs> yeah you get a little bit of a backlog yeah yeah for sure <laughs> all right well i will make sure and put your uh links to that on uh in the show notes that way, if anybody wants to follow Ryan's Inktober adventure, you should be able to find it and see what he's doing on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and I apologize for any noises that you hear in, or during the show or right now. My cat is currently trying to knock down anything he can find on my desk. <laughs> yeah. No worries. We appreciate pets uh, coming during hey. pest clicks. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time.